If you've got a thirst for knowledge that never quits, Brightside Podcasts are just what you need. Whether you're into recent discoveries, space exploration, true stories, or useful tips for self improvement, psychology, gadgets, or just your day to day routine, there's something for everyone. The night was dark and scary. A few hundred people were sitting in lifeboats, not knowing what would happen next or what their lives would look like from that moment on. All they knew was the giant ship they had been sailing on just a couple of hours earlier disappeared in front of their eyes. They were alone, waiting for help. Is anyone even coming? They had no idea if the rest of the ships that were traveling relatively close to them had heard their call for help. There was nothing else to do but wait. The Titanic, an iceberg, and one night, April 14th, 1912. It's one of the most famous stories from modern history that everyone talks about, even now, more than 100 years later. The 16 lifeboats on board could only accommodate a little more than 50%, 1,178 people, of the total number of passengers that were on board. And many of them were still half empty. In one of them, there was a little two-month-old girl, Milvina Dean, the youngest passenger on board the giant ship. Her parents had decided to leave England because they wanted to build a better life in the United States. Her father had some family in Kansas, and he hoped they could start their own business there. The Dean family didn't actually choose to be on board this giant legendary liner, but because of a coal strike, they got transferred there. So they boarded it at Southampton as third-class passengers. Melvina's father felt when their ship hit the iceberg on that cold and seemingly peaceful night. He immediately went up to investigate. When he saw that people were panicking and that the crew members were giving warnings on the actual danger of the situation, he rushed to their cabin to find his wife. He told her to dress the children and quickly go up on deck. The crew members gave the order to get the lifeboats ready and start transferring women and children there first. It was a chance for at least some family members to get to safety. Milvina, her mother, and her brother got in lifeboat 10. They were among the first off the liner out of the 706 crew members and passengers who managed to escape the sinking ship. Later, the liner called Carpathia heard their call for help, came for the passengers, and took them to New York. Her father, unfortunately, stayed behind them and didn't manage to save himself. Milvina grew up in Ashurst, England, which wasn't far from where she set sail on the ship. She spent her life working as a secretary and an assistant in small businesses in Southampton. She never married. Milvina always used to say she never spoke about the whole Titanic thing because she remembered nothing about it, so she didn't want people to think she was just drawing attention to herself. But in 1985, a French-American team got together and located the wreck of the Titanic. It was around 370 miles east of Mistaken Point, Newfoundland, in water that was more than two miles deep. That's when they confirmed the ship split in two. For decades, people believed the ship sank in one piece. They thought the only significant damage was the damage the hull got from its contact with the iceberg. In reality, it broke in half, right between its third and fourth funnels. It happened shortly before the ship disappeared under the surface of the water, and the whole thing, starting from the moment when they hit the iceberg, lasted around 2 hours and 40 minutes. People didn't pay that much attention to the Titanic until this team of researchers found the wreck. In the last year of her life, 
she sold some of her family's possessions at auction to pay for her stay in a nursing home. The items she sold also included a suitcase filled with clothes that her family got when they arrived in the U.S. and compensation letters her mom got from the Titanic Relief Fund. The compensation letters outlined the financial aid that certain passengers received who had survived the loss of their loved ones. She lived until the age of 97 when she caught pneumonia. She was the youngest of the 705 people that survived the whole event. The Titanic was the world's largest ship. Since it was so big, some thought the vessel should have had four exhaust stacks. But Thomas Andrews, the man who designed the ship, believed that only three were necessary. So the Titanic basically had one purely decorative stack. 2,200 people were on board when the ship sank. There were 908 crew members and the maximum number of passengers on board, which was 3,500. As you probably saw in the movie, there were different classes of passengers. The estimated overall wealth of those in first class was about $500 million. And researchers estimated $6 million worth of things went down to the ocean bottom, together with the ship. In first class, this liner was a place of luxury. It had four restaurants, two libraries, two barber shops, reading rooms, and a photographic darkroom on board. There was also a heated swimming pool, but only first-class passengers could use it, at a price of one shilling a time. The ship also had Turkish baths and electric baths, and passengers could use each for four shillings at a time. The cost to build this massive giant was $7.5 million, but that was back in 1912. Today, it would be about $200 million. First-class tickets cost $2,560 at the time, which is today's equivalent of $61,000. What would you get in these expensive cabins? A sitting room, two bedrooms, two wardrobe rooms, and a bathroom. Hmm, would you pay that much for those luxuries? Teams of researchers still haven't explored many areas on the Titanic. It's still very, very hard to access them with underwater vehicles. There was a lifeboat drill scheduled for the same day the Titanic sank, but it was called off for some reason. The crew had done just one lifeboat drill, and that was when the ship was still docked. But even if the crew members had been properly trained and each lifeboat had been filled, the capacity was still not enough to save each and every passenger. The Titanic was the biggest movable object in the world at that time. On May 31, 1911, its immense hull made its way down the slipways and ended up in the River Lagan in Belfast. Over 100,000 people were there to see the launch, which took just a little more than a minute and went off without a hitch. The people who were in charge of the ship immediately towed the hull to a mammoth fitting out dock. Thousands of workers spent most of the next year there working hard, building the decks and constructing all those luxury interiors that gave the Titanic its specific look. They were also installing the 29 giant boilers that would power the ship's two main steam engines. All that to get the title unsinkable. The ship had more than just one fatal flaw. You may have heard of one of its design flaws. The airtight bulkheads weren't completely sealed on top. This allowed water to flow from one compartment to another, which eventually sank the liner. And Titanic had more flaws. High sulfur content, cold temperatures, and high speeds largely affected the steel of the vessel's hull and the iron of its rivets. The steel here shattered, while the rivets popped out relatively easily. 
This was the reason the Titanic sunk 24 times faster than we'd expect. There are many theories about what really led to the sinking of such a giant. And one says a full moon from a couple of months before could be one of the reasons. It may have created very strong tides that sent a flotilla of icebergs southward. This was right in time for the Titanic's maiden voyage. Research says an optical illusion prevented the ship from getting help. One famous British historian, Tim Malton, thought the atmosphere on the night of the sinking created specific conditions that made it very hard for the crew members to spot icebergs. They partially caused something called super refraction. The extraordinary bending of light causes miraging, and several ships in the area recorded it. Not only did this prevent the crew from seeing the troublesome iceberg in time, but it also stopped one of the ships that could have offered help from identifying the call for help and communicating with the Titanic crew. Also, some say the ship was traveling too fast. From the start, they blamed the skipper for sailing such a big liner at such a high speed, 22 knots, through the cold and unpredictable waters of the North Atlantic, which was full of hidden icebergs.